It is the Friday edition of the Locked On NFL podcast. I'm Chris Carter here with your boy Q, and we're going to talk about a lot of the things that are going on right now with questions. We got we got Lamar Jackson talk, we've got Kyler Murray talk, but also Colin Kaepernick talk with his with his what he did as, in a workout for the Raiders. Q, of course, covers the Raiders on Locked On Raiders. We're going to talk about that and so much more right here in the Friday episode. Let's get into it. You are locked on NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On NFL Podcast. It's the Friday edition with your boy Q and Chris Carter right here on Locked On NFL Podcast Network. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. If you watch this video on YouTube, hit the like button. If, you, if you're if you enjoying it, hit the subscribe button to get all of our daily Monday Friday, through Friday episodes, as well as all of our bonus content. We have so many clips and additions to the Locked On NFL channel, so check us out there. Q, how you doing, man? You were on vacation last week in Hawaii. Yeah. How was that, man? Oh, it was fantastic, man. I'd never been there before. Myself and the wife, we went and hung out for like a week. It was great. Uh, it was good to get away and just kind of decompress a little bit, recharge the batteries, and get ready ready for the long haul and of course we know OTAs are going on in the NFL right now so it's not really you know the grind yet but it's coming up sooner rather than later as you very well know covering the Pittsburgh Steelers like you do so before you know it we'll be back at practice every day and there'll be media sessions every day and all kind of stuff so yeah man it's good to get away for a little while. It certainly is. Um, I've been on the side, uh, like you said, I've been at OTAs all, all week long yep. so that's been interesting uh, but I wanted to get to talk to you because uh, the Raiders, they didn't have OT. They had a workout for Colin Kaepernick. And, of course, Colin Kaepernick, you know, when he, if he shows up and there's a chance that he could play in the NFL, it's a major story. But, Q, uh, we're, he- we're hearing different things. We're hearing that he impressed, but Josh McDaniels also won't say anything about the workout. What do you know from your sources, from how, how things played out, and what do you expect to play out with Colin Kaepernick? Will he be a Las Vegas Raider? Well, you know, it's funny, man. You know, they had OTAs on Thursday, and uh, I was in attendance, of course, and there were so many media members. I haven't seen the media room so full because, of course, as you mentioned, on Wednesday, they had to work out with Colin Kaepernick, and so that became a huge subject, and I'm a guy that I'm not going to talk about a whole lot until there's something to actually talk about. I mean, this is a workout. It's basically like a job interview. He had a job interview. And so because he hasn't had one since 2017, it was a big deal. So, of course, everyone wanted to hear from Josh McDaniels after the OTAs. Hey, are you going to sign him? Uh, What made you guys bring him in? Did he look good? They wanted to know all that. And, of course, Josh McDaniels, as you mentioned, didn't have a whole lot to say. He said, look, hey, we comment on guys that are on the roster. That's what we do. We bring in a lot of guys to evaluate. We bring a lot of guys into the building. We try a lot of guys out, work them out, see what they have. And – We try to make their team better. And if we do sign anyone, not just Kaepernick, but anyone else, then we'll talk about him and tell you what they bring to the table. So he was very coy with what he had to say. Obviously, he wasn't going to say much. We all know that he comes from the Patriots uh, system, the the Patriot way type, type, you know, feel. So you know that he wasn't going to say a whole lot. Um, Different reporters asked him four or five times really in different ways to see if they can get a little bit more out of him. And it really had had a lot to do with nothing. So uh, I do know that apparently the the workout out lasted about five or six hours and that that's not just him working out that that's the whole thing that's the interview process working out right. on the field you know just kind of picking his brain doing their due diligence kicking the tires is which is what they're supposed to do especially in may you know i know that the owner mark davis has given his uh, sign of approval if 
you know, if they do want to sign him, it's fine with him. He has no problem with that. He said that back in 2017. He said that in 2018. He said that now. I mean, he doesn't have any st- – if the football team wants him, the football guys, the gurus on the football side of things want him and think that, you know, he can help out the team, he's all for it. So they have the green light, but it's up to them to decide what they want to do. So I don't really know. My, my, my thoughts on it, as I've told many Raider fans, and it's so funny how one guy can split such a fan base uh, as, as, as quickly as Colin Kaepernick can. It's amazing. Uh, I, I still don't understand why. You know, I, I look at it like, hey, this dude hasn't played since 2016. If he can help your team win, why would you be upset about that? But that's a whole nother conversation. We already know that uh, people don't care. People are stuck in their ways. They're stuck in, you know, right. the way they feel. And that's fine. Just I've, I've told everyone, I'm not trying to change your mind. You either like them or you don't. Well, that, if you don't, so be that's it. That's what that's what I wanted to ask you about because I've seen the post. I will never be Man. a fan of the Raiders again right. if he joins the team. And I, I want to. How loud is that? Because like it's I, loud. I'll tell you for is it, 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 but it, but is it like loud from a lot of people that are Raiders fans, or is it loud from a small group? Because I'll tell you right now, as a, as a, as a guy who covers the Steelers, it is very loud. The fire Mike Tomlin crowd gets very loud at times. But when you look around and you start assessing how much of them make up the Steelers fandom, right. it's not that much. And so you know, from Steeler Nation, I want no this thing. You'll get you look at Raiders. <laughs> just testing. <laughs> I wanted to test with Raiders Nation. What you guys look at and like, it, is this is this a bit a really big portion of it, or is this a louder small portion? No, that's a good that's a good question. That's a good point, you know. And it's funny because we uh, in the media ourselves, myself, you, yourself, we do a lot of stuff based off of Twitter, and so we get a lot of feedback on Twitter. And so there's been a thousand posts. I have multiple guys that are trying to get me to engage in arguments, and I'm just not going to do it, you know. So I right. think that the 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 fan base that is so hell bent on I'm not going to be a Raider fan ever again if they sign this guy I don't think it's probably as as large as it appears on Twitter but you know they are very loud and it's so funny I just responded to a guy not too long ago as a matter of fact that said by the way uh don't you haven't you seen the ratings for the last four seasons that he played and I said again we're talking about a backup quarterback when have you cared about what the ratings were for a backup quarterback? He's a he would right. be a backup. He wouldn't be a starter. I'm not saying a starter. I'm talking about a backup. When's the last time? And this is my example. Did you pull the last four years of Marcus Mariota's uh, mm-hmm. his 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 ratings before you were all aboard on the Mariota package? I think the guy's a hell of an athlete. I think that he would bring uh, a, a lot to the Raiders as far as uh, you know more weapons. And if that's the, if the the new regime wants them, I'm all for it. You know, I, I, don't, I don't care. Like I tell everyone, I'm not trying to convince you to be a fan of the guy. I'm not. Uh, if you believe what he stood up for, fine. If you don't, that's fine too because there's nothing I can say. There's nothing you can say. There's nothing Cap can say. It's going to change your mind. You're just, you're going to be who you are and that's okay. Fine. No be, no doubt. But if you want to see, you know, the team move forward and, and have an opportunity to win, if the new regime believes he helps them, then what's the problem? But Again, that's that's just my point of view. So we'll see what happens. Um, I, I I think that if you bring a guy in for five or six hours though, and, and you you know really do work him out, I think that there's obviously some interest there. You know, and, and like you said, right. everything that I'm seeing and reading is that he impressed them, but he's unsigned at the time. So we'll see what happens. At least they know at the end of the day, they know what he has, if anything, in the tank. Where a lot of other teams across the league, matter of fact, every team across the league. They don't have that that same luxury to be able to say that. No, I agree. One, I think it's interesting because we heard the same thing 
five years ago right or six years ago however long it's now been when we heard people say i'm done watching the nfl i won't watch it anymore and no one's going to convince me otherwise and then the rating shows they didn't stop watching the ratings got even bigger and so like okay that was a lie and then we, we, we saw that. But one thing I always point out, which if you want to look at is at, at the record of the 49ers as if they were some great team that he was playing on in his in his final in his final two years. But the guy had a 16 to four touchdown interception ratio, <laughs> right. ratio the last time he was on the field. That's a four to one <laughs> right. touchdown to interception ratio on a terrible right. team that had no hope of ever winning. Right. And and then that doesn't even include what he did. Well, he was able to do with his feet. So. You know, I, I look at that, and I still say, and, and I, to this day, someone brought this up. He is the he is the only quarterback in NFL history at twenty at twenty eight or twenty nine years old to throw to have over two hundred passing attempts and not to have a contract the year after. So, if, if your whole thing is he doesn't he doesn't deserve a shot to even be a backup in the NFL, right? You crazy. You and just don't like him. Plenty of people. Just, you, you just don't like him. And right. I mean, it's, just admit it's personal. Right. It's political. You don't believe in what he did in standing up for black people in the way that he did. Just just admit that's what it is because no one cried when Josh Johnson came out of not playing in the NFL for six or seven years when he was brought back into the NFL. No one said there was a problem with that. Only when Colin Kaepernick happened. Right. So I, I just wanted to assess what it's what's it like for you because you don't just do Locked On Raiders. You do Raider Nation Radio. You you yep. you get the full gamut. Oh yeah, of the Raider fan experience. Yeah, exactly. And so you know, it, it just like I said, it is what it is. It's funny to to hear someone call into the radio station and yell and scream how much they love the Raiders and that they're there for them. And then the next minute, I'll never be a fan of that team again. And I'm thinking, okay, well, you know, the late great Al Davis, you know what he stood for. Uh, the organization has always stood for this, right. that, and the other. So you know, you're kind of contradicting yourself if you've been a, a a member of the Raider Nation forever. But again, I mean, like I said, everyone has their own agenda everyone believes what they want to believe and and that's fine i mean either you like the guy or you don't if you don't so be it i don't think people are going to stop being a fan of the team i i can't imagine ever in my life not being a fan of a team because of one guy i can i can never imagine that but if that's how they feel cool do something else on sundays do something else on mondays do something else on thursday you know, if 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 the one guy was like he was guilty of some actual crime, like, <laughs> right. like some some physical, like in Pittsburgh when Michael Vick came came to town, there were people who said, "Ah, oh, we won't be Steelers right. fans anymore because of the dogs." But then, like eventually, it was like, "Okay, that wasn't of that loud of a because again, it was it was they were very loud, but right. they were very small. Very small. And I was just like, okay, but still, at least then it's like, okay, he committed a crime. He went to jail for it, and, and you don't like him for that. Colin Kaepernick committed committed no. He crime. never touched and nobody, just, man. Like he never he, literally he, physically. Violence, right? They're, they're, there are men who have put their hands on women, exactly, on children, right? That have played in the league and 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 people haven't abandoned. So it's just like, right? Okay, you're telling on yourself. That, that's baby. my thing. Like, hey, dog, I don't care what you believe in. I really don't. If you peacefully protest anything, I'm fine with it because it's done peacefully. And as we've seen from the world, I much rather things get done peacefully than done the way that they've been getting done as of late. So hey, I'll, I'll I don't mind anybody taking a knee for anything. I don't care because it doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother. It shouldn't bother you. If you don't like it, you don't have to look. Exactly. So we will keep. We will. We will see what's up to there. Stay up to date with what's going on with that. If if Colin Kaepernick is there, he might not even get signed. Yeah, he might not get Either signed. Way, exactly. Like he might. He might still be. He might still be a free agent and just and just looking out there. And we hear about this again next year when the Seahawks trade. You know, give <laughs> right. a workout or something. 
So just, but either way, you can keep up with that with Locked On Raiders. Check out Q; he does he does great work in in keeping you guys up to date there. But we got to talk about a lot of other stuff because there were some really interesting pr- perspectives being put out there about some other quarterbacks who are playing in the NFL right now and looking for big money. We're going to talk about Kyler Murray and how much he could get paid and what he should get paid, as well as other guys of his co- class from 2019 NFL draft. But first, we're going to talk to you guys about Athletic Greens. Our next part- partner is a product that I use literally every single day. For First thing in the morning, it's called AG1 from Athletic Greens. It's a, it's a way that if you don't have time to prepare all the meals that give you the proper nutrients and vegetables every, every day, AG1 is here to help you because it's a quick veggie drink that you can make in seconds. It gives you better gut health, more energy, optimized immune system, and as an asthmatic, it's helping me breathe a lot easier. And I've been on AG1 for over two months now, and I love it. It doesn't taste like it's super healthy, and it's not too hard to gulp down. It's just a mild tropical taste and something I actually look forward to each and every morning. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, I'm absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens that are going to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, aging, all the things. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop of in a cup of water every day, and that's it. No need for a million different pills or supplements to look out for your health. It costs less than $3 a day and contains less than one gram of sugar and supports better sleep quality. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is giving you one, a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Back here on the Locked On NFL Podcast, it's the Friday edition with Chris Carter and your boy Q. All right, Q, let's talk about Kyler Murray's contract situation. Now, there was an interesting article uh, written by Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus on ESPN, and it was talking about what the what the contracts for a lot of the 2019 class draft picks are coming up on because now those guys are going to be finished are finishing up their contract in Pittsburgh, you know. You know Pittsburgh, the Steelers. They're looking at Deontay Johnson. You know, are they gonna are they gonna pay him him a lot of money? You know, those those type of questions. But there's a lot of guys in this class who are going to cost a lot of money. Whoever signs them, and the top one is Kyler Murray. Brad Spielberger projects that his contract, when it's all said and done, will come down to six years, two hundred and eighty million dollars, and forty six point six seven million per year. And the deal <laughs> That's with a lot of money. Fifty five of that guaranteed that is a lot of money <laughs> yes but it's, it it's also interesting because kyler murray's in an interesting interesting bargaining point because his his fifth year option is the largest in nfl history at 29.7 million dollars because he made two pro bowls in his first three seasons so now he's in a situation where he's like the cardinals are stuck between a rock and a hard place and i yep. wouldn't say a rock and a hard place because i think kyler murray's talented but he hasn't blossomed yet into the superstar quarterback like a Josh Allen, like right. a Patrick Mahomes. And I get that there's some skepticism, but 
he holds a lot of the cards when it comes to this negotiation, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. I mean, think about where they were when the when the Cardinals decided to move on from Josh Rosen and go and make Kyler Murray the number one overall pick, and look where they've been since. Now, the problem is they start out hot, and, I mean, you could talk to Alex Clancy. We could bring him on the show anytime from Locked On Cardinals. He also is part of Locked On NFL, but we could talk to him about it. They start out hot. Murray starts out hot, and then they – they fade toward the end of the season. So how does Kyler Murray take that next step? And, you know, is he worth the investment to try to get to the next step? Is he going to be able to do that? The problem is, if he's not worth the investment, then what do you do? You know what I mean? I mean, because the quarterback position is the most important position in football. You've got to have one. They have a guy right now, but my big concern with Murray is kind of what my concern was with him before he even uh, ever got drafted into the NFL when I thought he was still going to go play baseball is his size. Can he yeah. Can he still you know hang when it comes to a 17-game, a, a 18-week season? That's a lot of wear and tear on the body, and not to mention, oh, you're trying to make the playoffs and make a deep run, then what? And the NFC West, man I know that Russell Wilson's not in Seattle anymore but that's a tough division you know you got yeah, the Rams you got Aaron Donald chasing you around uh, a couple times a, a, a year yeah, I mean you know you got a lot you got 49ers who, who they got guys that can get after the quarterback I mean there's a lot going on in that division of course Seattle's always going to be a tough team as well so uh, there's a lot to question if you're the Cardinals but you know, you mentioned it before, a rock and a hard place. They're, they're kind of stuck in that rock and a hard place yeah. because you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. You really are. And I want to put some perspective on this, too, with – uh, with the money there, because we talked about forty six point six seven million dollars there per year. Yes, that, that he'd, it's a lot he'd of money. Making. Let's compare that to the top quarterback right now. The top per year average of a of a quarterback right now is Aaron Rodgers at fifty at fifty point two million dollars a year, and that's Aaron Rodgers on those on the last deal of his of his of his career doing do, doing that. The next is Deshaun Watson and his contract with the Browns, which he's clocked at making forty six million a year. So he would be making more than Deshaun Watson. He'd be making more than Patrick Mahomes, more than Josh Allen, more than Matt Stafford, and I get it. I get it. These are these this this is the nature of the of the yeah, game when sure. it comes to the NFL. Just the newest guys get the most money, right? But if you're the Cardinals, it's tough for you to say like, man, we're gonna be paying this guy more than these guys, you know. But maybe here's the other thing about this Q is we're looking at like when Patrick Mahomes signed that deal that had him averaging out forty five million dollars a year. People thought the Chiefs were crazy for right. the money they gave him. But yeah. when you saw how the, the the salary cap was about to increase over the next several years, people were like. Okay, that actually makes a lot of sense. So maybe in the grand scheme of things, when we look at this four years into this this deal, if, if this is what they offer, if they want to give them, it's like, okay, that actually wasn't that crazy because the NFL salary cap completely changed and our ideas of how much space a quarterback should take of your salary cap changed with it. Right, exactly. And that's, I mean, that's what happens. You know, I remember when Derek Carr signed his uh, contract extension, not the latest, latest one, but one, uh, the last one before that, the second contract he signed and he was getting like $25 million a year and he was the highest paid quarterback for about 12 seconds before the next guy came and upped him. But it was so funny. It was like, oh my God, that's so much money. And everyone said, just like you said, in two or three years, you'll look at it and think, oh, that's a bargain. And so now uh, it's it almost pains me to say that 40 something million could be a, a, a bargain because I mean, that just seems like ridiculous money. But as we see streaming deals, we see gambling money, we see all the money that the uh, NFL is bringing in, then you don't really look at it like that. I mean, I always, I always put it, this is how I put everything in perspective. If they're able to pay anyone, I don't care who it is, if they could pay Aaron Rodgers the money that they're paying him, how much money are they making? 
You know what I'm saying? They're never going to give somebody more money than what they're bringing in. So if they're able to say this is a deal that we're comfortable giving you, think about what they're making on the back end. So that's why when you start looking at teams relocating, uh, they got a big chunk of change when that happened. You see these TV deals. You see streaming. You see Amazon gambling. I'm here in Las Vegas. Gambling's on every single broadcast. Remember, it used to be, oh, my gosh, don't talk about gambling in the NFL. Now it's like DraftKings, this and that, da-da-da, VSIN, you know, uh, MG. I mean, every single thing you every, can put. Every, there's a commercial in every break. Every single break. Jamie Foxx is making more money doing MGM commercials than he's ever done uh, acting and doing comedy. I mean, it's just it's just what it is, nature of the beast, and it's just going to continue to go up. So, uh, yeah, it, it's, I just look at my big issue with the money, and it's not even an issue, is just the fact of if you pay him that money, are you comfortable in saying that he's going to continue to grow and help your team get to the next level? Because, yeah, getting to the playoffs is cute and getting, you know, getting a, making a nice run in the regular season is cute. But when you fizzle out at the end of the season like Cliff Kingsbury and the Cardinals have been doing, something's got to give. You know, you've got to figure that out. you got to be able to get over that hump. Yep. Now, I want to switch up real quick with this class because I think it's – it, you know, we could talk about several different names. We could talk about Devin White. We could talk about Nick Bosa, Brian Burns. Yeah. But I want to look at the receivers of yeah, this class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's some big name dudes here that have earned their their their, their weight and, and money here. Shout but, out to Christian Kirk because anything that you're about to tell me as far as numbers go is directly related to him inflating said, the game. Oh, man, and and I still that that contract to me, <laughs> I was like, man, that's a that's a that's a tough bar to meet for a lot of NFL teams. Yeah. Let's I'm going to give you three names. Okay. Give some numbers. And I want you to let me know after I give you the number for the player is w- would you pay that for them if you were the, if you were these teams or if you were any team? Yeah. DK Metcalf. Five years, 130 mil. That's 26 million a year. Oh, geez. I mean, exactly. my, my gut feeling says, no, I wouldn't pay that because I feel like he's really a one trick pony. But man, that trick that he runs is a hell of a trick. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and, and and to be clear, twenty six million a year would put him at the fourth highest rate behind Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, and DeAndre Hopkins. He would be ahead of AJ Brown, Stephon Diggs, DJ Moore, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Amari Cooper, Chris Godwin, and so on and so forth. Yeah, that's a that's pretty expensive. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I put DK there, but I know he has a hell of a skill set, and I know that I wasn't high on him coming out of the draft because he was so banged up and so injured. I didn't even think he was the best player at his college. You know, on his team, I didn't think he was the best player. But he, what he did is go to Seattle and prove that his worth and prove his durability and and show his you know strength and everything. So he's he's a hell of a player. I don't want to take anything from him, but man, that's a tough pill to swallow, and that's a reason why Kansas City moved on from Tyreek Hill. The next guy. Debo Samuel, mm. four years, okay. 100 mil, 25 mil a year. Yeah, I'm comfortable with that. Hell yeah. He's a very <laughs> he's a, he's a a very valuable piece. He could do multiple things, as he's shown. I know he's not a big fan of being a running back, but he's shown that he could do multiple things. Um, and and he just about single-handedly, you know, took the 49ers to a whole nother level. You know what I mean? Like, he's he's really he, – he's a hell of a, a, a wide receiver, but he's hell of a weapon. So, uh, yeah, I think he makes any quarterback and make any offense that much better. So, yeah, I, I'd be comfortable paying Debo that money, and that's why he's going to get that money from San Francisco or someone else. And and again, putting that on comparison, that'd be as, as much as AJ Brown is making from the Eagles. So in, in yeah, his, in his new contract. I'm comfortable with so that. that. That's a comparison. All right, last last receiver here before we move on to our next topic: Terry McLaurin, five years, 115 mil. That's 23 million a year. 
Um, Scary Terry, huh? He's a good wide receiver. Yeah, it's funny that really I say good. he's a good wide receiver. And then yeah. we're talking about $23 million a year. How much is Amari Cooper making right now? Amari Cooper is making $20 million a year. Uh, I think that that's around the, the range that Terry McLaurin should be. Maybe twenty, uh, probably a little less than that. But I know inflation is not going to allow guys to get paid less than that. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't. I, I think he's a good receiver. I don't think he's great. But then again, he hasn't had greatness thrown on the rock either. Uh, so you know, what I mean, so that's that. That's, that, a, that's another point. You know, we've that, seen Terry McLaurin, right? But have we seen Terry? Right, McLaurin? exactly. You might get him with a really good quarterback, and all of a sudden he takes his game from good to great. So uh, I guess I t- I talked myself out of dogging him on the money. So I mean, twenty three million dollars. I guess that I'll I'll go ahead and give it to him and assume that the quarterback that he's going to be uh, get, getting the ball from is going to be a good one and not Carson Wentz in Washington. So here's where I'm going to end up with this conversation because we named all those receivers yeah. and, and all that money that we're talking about, right? We're we're thinking all of this now as far as man, do you pay this guy? Do you pay yeah. that guy? Or if you're if you're these NFL teams, do you go back and you look and you say, wait a second, did we not just see six wide receivers go in the top 18 yeah. picks this last year? They're going to be under controlled salary salaries and for the next four or five seasons that yeah. won't cost us that much. Do, do you think that there's a, that, that these teams, cause there's the other aspect of this is that yes, if you look at it, Debo Samuel, he's worth that money, but is he worth that money? And you know, is he worth that money when, when you could go get another superstar talent, and even the second or third rounds with the way that they, these wide receivers are coming into the league at the rate of how many athletes are like this, the wide receiver market is crazy right now. Does that change your opinion on any of these guys? Especially Debo seemed to be the one that you were loudest about saying, yes, I'll take him at 25 mil. It only changes my opinion if the team's not a team that's set up to win or they feel like they're okay. set up to win. Uh, like the Raiders, for example, they went out and made the move for Devontae Adams. I don't think that there was a, a, a wide receiver in the draft that I would say, hey, I'd rather the Raiders have than Devontae Adams. And I think that they're saying, look at the division. We need some real firepower. We're going to go out and get the best wide receiver available and go get somebody who's on the same page with Derek Carr, taking a page out of what Cincinnati did, going and getting Jamar Chase in the draft for Joe Burrow, who they played together in college. And I know it's obviously a lot more recent than Derek Carr and, and uh, Devontae Adams, but same concept. You know, they they like guys that are, uh, you know, familiar with each other. So, yeah, I, I think that it depends on your team situation. If it's a team that is just trying to get established and it doesn't make any sense because out of those six wide receivers that win the first round, how many are really going to be good? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's that's the question. So, uh, there was nobody. The Raiders were supposed to pick at 22. There was nobody on the board at 22 I would have rather them have in this past draft than Devontae Adams. So I was super comfortable with them trading the first and second round pick and giving them a boatload of money because you know what you got in that veteran in number 17. I do agree. And the man is making $28 million a year at yep. 30 years old. So be it. So certain, certainly a, a big move there. And I agree with you, Derek. Like Derek Carr, the time strike is now. Yep. Get him his man. Yep. The Raiders went and did it. We'll see how they do. We'll see how these NFL teams act. But there's one other NFL team with a major superstar, not at the wide receiver position, but at the quarterback position. And it's been all quiet on that front as far as getting a deal done there. And OTAs have started, and that guy didn't talk, didn't show up. We're talking about Lamar Jackson. But what will happen with Lamar Jackson? What should happen with Lamar Jackson the Baltimore Ravens? We'll talk about that right here on the Locked NFL Podcast after this. Back here on the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm Chris Carter. He's your boy Q. Q, we got to talk about Lamar Jackson because yes. he's an NFL MVP. He's a guy that really that saved John Harbaugh's job. 
And now he's at the part of his career where it's time to get your get your big payday. Yeah. But Lamar Jackson and the Ravens can't haven't agreed to a number or haven't gotten to a place where he can sign a deal. And now he's not shown up for the first week of OTAs. John Harbaugh says, Hey, that's you know, it is what it is. You can ask him why he's not here. You know, he's like, I'll let him speak for himself. And, and to be fair, not showing up for OTAs is a very normal thing. Right. You know, there's a lot of guys, you know, Troy Pomalo used to not show up for OTAs for the Steelers. You know why? Because he had his own workout regimen. And right. when you show up, you knew that Troy Pomalo was going to ball out. So it's, it, and it's voluntary, voluntary too. Yeah, it's voluntary. They're voluntary for a reason. Right. Now, mm-hmm. when you don't show up in mandatory minicamp, <laughs> right. okay, different conversation. storylines start to, to start to make there. So this isn't, ma- that isn't the major headline yet. But what is major is that, Lamar Jackson is the Ravens. Like, you know, I, yeah. I know that you know, they have Marlon Humphrey and they have all the guys, that, but he's the face right now. He's mm-hmm. the guy that makes them go. Is there something that, 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 that is happening here that we aren't seeing that's keeping Lamar Jackson from signing the big deal that he thinks he should get? Or do you think the Ravens aren't giving him what he actually wants? Because Lamar Jackson, we've seen a projection from CBSSports.com that he should make around $46.5 yeah. million a year. When it comes to that, so a little under what Kyler Murray is projected to get from ESPN. What is your assessment as far as why this hasn't happened yet? You know, honestly, I think Lamar Jackson hasn't signed a contract extension yet because Lamar Jackson doesn't want to sign a contract extension yet. And honestly, and I've talked about it before about him not having an agent. You know, I know his mom's helping out and all the situation and they're trying to work that out. And I respect players for not wanting to uh, put money into an agent's pocket. I get that. Uh, But I just think someone needs to get into his ear. If it's not going to be an agent, fine. I don't care who it is. Somebody needs to get into his ear. I just think that he's making a mistake by not signing a contract extension. I don't know when it's going to get done, but everything I've heard, the Baltimore Ravens want to give him a contract extension. They want to give him the big money. He hasn't seemed like he has a sense of urgency. And, I mean, I'm glad he's staying away from OTAs. Uh, Honestly, if I'm – and, again, he doesn't have an agent, but if I'm someone close to him, I'd say, hey, dog, before you get to training camp, you better sign you a contract extension. No quarterback worth the yep. salt wants to go into training camp on the last year of their deal, especially not one that's mobile and runs around and is as active yep. as you are. Anything could happen. A Dak Prescott-type situation could happen where all of a sudden his ankle just you know pops. or so, I mean, anything yep. could happen. And look, Dak still got his money, but why set yourself up like that? You know, if the team wants to give you the money, and I'm not in the room, I'm not there in Baltimore, so, you know, I don't cover the team like a glove. I, I couldn't tell you, you know, the ins and outs of everything going on with that situation. But from the from a distance, it feels like Lamar Jackson just doesn't have that sense of urgency to get something done, whether it's the the money that Baltimore is offering him isn't quite what he thinks he, he, he should get, or if he's just thinking that, hey, I'm going to let someone else sign and then I'll sign. I just think that you're playing with fire with that position and especially the style that he plays. I just think he's putting himself in harm's way and I would hate to see any player get injured and then cost himself some money in the long run. If if they're offering him anything around that $45 million range per yep. year for malt, for five, six years, whatever, I'm running to the podium. I'm getting that money, yes. getting that money because that's still, yes, it wouldn't be Aaron Rodgers' money. But you know what? You you'd be making you'd be locked in. You didn't have to worry about it. And like you said, how many times have we seen it not work out where someone gets injured? And like you said, Lamar Jackson, a big part of who he is is, is being able to run and create right. with his feet and, and 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 expand off of that. If anything happened to him that limited how much he was able to do with that, it would change the dynamics of how much he'd be worth yeah. immediately. Now 
to be to be fair, the Ravens have said that, they're, that they've been in cut touch with him. They've checked in. They check on him all the time. He's he's worked out with other players like Rashad Bateman. So like, it's not like he's just icing the team. Right. It might just be he's working in his own. He's working out in his own space where he feels the most comfortable. Again, I don't think not showing up for the OTAs is the big question no. here. The big question here is what's it going to take for him to sign if there's something that's not happening here? Because if I'm the Ravens, I mean, and here's another side of this cue. The Ravens, in my opinion, got burned by the Joe Flacco situation. They won Absolutely. A great Super Bowl Absolutely. Him, but, yep. but that was just – he had the best playoff run yep. that you could have if you're a quarterback in a contract year mm-hmm. with all those touchdowns, no interceptions, and winning a Super Bowl and changing the dynamics of everything. Yep. And so then everyone had to then say, well, we got to pay you. And then he took up so much of the Ravens' salary cap over the next several years that they weren't able to re-up at different positions. And I wonder if that's in the back of the front office, of the minds of the front people in the front office for the Ravens saying, you know, we don't want to tie ourselves into a situation where we weren't aren't able to have a complete roster with Lamar Jackson. Well, you know, the other thing, and I agree with that 100%. I mean, Flacco had a run that the, I think the only person that's ever had a run better in, in the history of sports uh, is Cardell Jones at Ohio State. You know, what do you go on a three-game uh, winning streak in college where, I mean, he ends up winning the national championship. He literally could have gone to the NFL right after that and and cashed in and been a first-round pick. And, I mean, he still is not a very good quarterback, but he could have cashed in just because he was hot at the time. They were, Flacco. Called, they were saying fail for Cardale back then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Flacco, he he cashed in as well. The other thing is, look, Lamar is fantastic to watch. You know, he's entertaining. He does a lot of great things. But, Chris, he still has some work to do as far as some yep. throws. He doesn't make all the throws. He's not Aaron Rodgers. He's not Patrick Mahomes. He's not Tom Brady. There's a lot of work he still has to do. He doesn't have Hollywood Brown this year. You know, he's the guy that stretched the field. I know he has Bateman. You know, of course, he always has Andrews. He's a big-time tight end. He's comfortable with him. That's fine. But are you able to sling the ball around the yard consistently when you have to do that? When running is not an option, when you have to lead the team down the field on a two-minute drill and you've got to get it done with your arm because time is a, you know, you don't have timeouts or whatever the situation is, and he hasn't really proven that. He does have an MVP under his belt. you got to give him that. But was it because of his arm talent or his leg talent? It was because of legs, you know, what he was able to do. And, again, get it done any way you can. That's fine. But what if he just goes into this year and forget injury, take injury out of it. What if he goes into this year and just has a down year? And they say, yeah, well, right. if he's not hurt, if he just if right. it just doesn't work out this year because of chemistry or whatever. Right. Just has a down year. And then they say, well, you know, maybe that contract that we were thinking about isn't what we think that you should sign. Maybe, you know, hold on. We, we, we've got to reassess this situation. Then maybe he's taking more money out of his pocket. I just think it's a bad situation. If indeed Baltimore is trying to load him up with that 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 uh, that that bag, I think he needs to go get it. But. I mean, hey, I'm not an agent. I'm not his mom. I'm not anyone in his camp. I can't get in his ear. I just wish somebody would. We certainly will see how that plays out. Uh, I, I, you know, I think I think somebody will get in his ear. Oh, man, I'm, I'm not sure if somebody get in. I think he'll sign the contract. I think that he'll he'll listen to reason. He'll be like, look, I can make a bunch of money and be the face of this franchise moving forward. But again, I guess the question is, how much is Baltimore really offering him? Because if it's like if it's if it's in the old quarterback money days of like thirty million dollars, right? I, if I'm Lamar, then I am like. Okay, but again, I'm not saying that that's what the Ravens are offering. I'm just curious, what is the offer range that they're dealing with? For here? sure, we'll see how that play, 
plays out with the Ravens staff with Kevin Ostriker of Locked On Ravens, who will be giving you all the uh, all the upfront coverage on that on the Locked On Ravens podcast. But Q, it's been another fun episode on a Friday. So glad to be back in the chair with you. It's crazy. We didn't do this for like three. This is like it was like three weeks because yeah. la- last week you were in Hawaii. The week before that, I had COVID. Um, and uh, but now we're back in the saddle together. We're getting ready. OTAs are, are here, and it's it's getting the weather's getting warm. Well, it's always warm in Las Vegas. Right, it's warm here in Pittsburgh. <laughs> so uh, you know, it's uh, it, it's it's fun. But I'm glad we're doing this, man. I'm looking forward to how the season's gonna gonna get started soon. Let people can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. Yeah, man. Everything you can do is uh, on uh, hit me on Twitter at your boy Q254. You know, I'll let you know what time I'm doing shows, uh, what kind of guests I'm talking to, what I'm talking about, what's going on with Cap, the Raiders, and a whole lot more. Locked on bets, of course. Locked on NFL, everything. You can always find it on my Twitter account, at your boy Q254. How about you, Chris? You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram, at Carter Critiques. You can also listen to me, just like you listen to Q, and just like you listen to this show, uh, Locked on NFL. I'm Locked on Steelers. He's Locked on Raiders. You can listen to all of that on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, or you can watch it on YouTube. Like this video if you saw it. Like any Locked on videos if you see them. Subscribe to our Locked on channels to get all of our daily Monday through Friday episodes, keeping you up to date with your favorite teams. Also, you can check it. You can check us out at all those different places. You can also read my work at SteelersNow.com where I cover the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'll be talking to Omar Khan, the new GM for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, this this Today, this Friday uh, in the morning, we'll be getting to hear from him for the first time. Thanks again, nice. Q, for, for riding with me. Hey, everyone, have a great weekend. Thanks for riding with us. We'll be back next week on your screens and in years talking more about the, the NFL on the Locked On NFL Podcast.